It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Friday Afternoon's Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Great to have you with us on the show. Big weekend ahead. I know there's another weekend before Christmas, but we'll be, we'll be right on the cusp of it at that stage. It'll be very tight if you leave it till then. This is probably the biggest weekend of the year with everybody making the preparations, getting the presents. You know what I'm talking about. Anyway, good luck to you this weekend. Whatever the Christmas call is on you. Thank you for being with us. As I say once more, uh, you'll need this number to today 086-1800-658 that's our WhatsApp or text number and we have our TV theme competition coming up for you before 2 o'clock if you want to say anything get in touch with us please do we love to hear from you on the show more kids cards for Kelly have arrived today I'll be telling you about those in a little while and focusing on one of them in particular later on in the show David Sheehan's here this afternoon as well ahead of his final Sunday sports show he's popping in for a longer chat with us than normal he'll preview the sport as well I'm out and about in Rosie May's wonderful garden the Insomniac Garden my final trip of the year don't miss that coming up after two on the show but first today Christmas is a wonderful time of the year and love is in the air at Christmas time as well. Big, big time. And when it comes to love and late lunch, we have one favourite lady that we always turn to for a chat. Sharon Kenny, the matchmaker. Hello again. Hi, Jerry. How are you? I'm really good. Thanks for joining me on the show. I'm going to go straight into this because I want you to clarify or otherwise this. Online dating seems to be cooling. Is that a fair statement? It is. And what and the reason for that is people are coming across too needy and they feel like it's an interview and they're meeting so many people like it's never been easier to meet someone, but it's never been harder to fall in love because sometimes when you have too much of something and you go, where do I start? And it's impossible to know when to start or where to start and who to start with. And the conversations, they just feel like, oh, no, not again, because people are trying and trying and trying. So they've taken a step back from that and they're going to the more traditional, get out there again, meet up with people, meet up with your friends. Don't feel that you're stuck alone at this time. Get out there and have fun. Uh, well said, Sharon, and I'm delighted to hear what you're saying, that it is moving back into the real world. Because I know I've, I've talked to people exactly about what you're saying there, who've been looking, and they tell me it's a nightmare online. And as well as that, they've met people, and when they actually meet them, they're nothing like the online persona. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, because they say that men um, tell stories about their height and about their weight and about their, and they shouldn't even be discussed about their bank account. And then this thing about first dates, whether we meet for coffee or dinner. And now apparently the ladies are turning around and saying, uh, you don't value me enough if you don't take me for a dinner, which is a load of rubbish. You want to get in front of that person, have a cup of coffee, look across the room, not make it sound like an interview. And that's why I wrote the course. I wrote a course called the 21 Days Dating Challenge. And it's to get people into the best possible place, to know their purpose, to know their passion, to be able to talk about themselves rather than, so what do you do for a living? And where do you live? And, you know, they bring fun back into the dating like in the old days when you used to look across the room and catch someone's eye we want to take that old fashionedness back and and just feel you know feel the love and feel rather than making it feel like it's a chore 
Oh, that 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 luck is right. That can often be the clincher when the when the eyes meet. But can I ask you this? It is Christmas time, and at Christmas time, people are out and about more. There's office parties going on, different Christmas parties, social occasions, family meeting as well, and everyone looks extra well. Is it a bit of a a, a dangerous time? You know what I mean to maybe begin something, or is it a great time? It's a great time because if you're out there and making an effort to look well, just feel like um, there's something special. I can do this. Now, no joke, this actually happened to me yesterday and I wasn't going to bring it up, but um, my son uh, was in um, a shop in, uh, I won't say the name of the shop, but he was in the shop and there was a girl in the dressing room and he said, she's lovely. I would have loved to ask her for her number. And I said, why didn't you? And he said, ah, no, you were there and it looks bad timing and it looks everything. And the next day I had to take something back to the shop and I went to her and I said, do you know, you were chatting to my son yesterday. I said, can I get your Instagram? And I actually took out my phone, took a photo of her and I, and I told her the story. And no joke, I did it. And I have it on my phone here. And I said, I said, now what's your Instagram name? Or And she gave it to me and just smiled away and they're chatting. So just step out. What have you to lose? Step out. My son said, I can't believe you did that. But he just laughed it off. He knows me. I'm, I'm, a, I'm you know, I, I encourage people to step out their comfort zone. So that's what it's about. If if you just say, if you catch someone's eye for more than three seconds and have that smile and feel that connection, you can actually go as far as saying, do you, know, do you want to give me your Facebook name or whatever, yeah. whatever social media? It, you're not giving out a phone number, but you're giving out a bit about you. Mm. So be private and be, know your boundaries as well. Don't overdo it, but do it in a fun way. Because if you feel that connection, go for it. Mm -hmm. If you're even around the shops and say, you know, ask them something in the shops, just go for it and get out there and make an effort because... It, there's nothing like love over Christmas and there's nothing like sharing those walks and looking at those lights and appreciating all the beauty that is around us around this time. Imagine having your mammy as the number one matchmaker in Ireland. How could you go wrong? Lucky boy he is, honestly, uh, to have you. Uh, and, and he's well able to do it himself. He is well able. And it's just that he's a chancer of a month. And, uh, and I just get such a buzz out of it. Like the poor girl. Now, in fairness, she was brilliant. And uh, she, she actually gave out her Instagram straight away. And people are like that. If you're mm. smiling and doing it in the right way you have to kind of be smiling and eye contact not not shying off and feeling like oh this will never happen to me just go do you know what I'm going to even say to them I'm going to go for this I don't usually do this can I have your Instagram and um, maybe we can meet for a cup of coffee or or a walk don't even make it into anything Mm. big and massive just make it into let's see where this will go so that's but see I wrote the course for that reason because I saw so many people just going into their shells over COVID COVID and they need it to come outside their shells and know where they're coming from. They need to know. It's so important to know your love language. It's so important to know your attachment styles. All these things sound um, normal, but they're not. It's like, do you pull away? Are you an introvert? Are you an extrovert? If you know that those kind of things about yourself, then you'll attract the energy, the same energy as yourself. So if you get to know more about yourself, when you go on those dates, you go in with a confidence that's second to none. And then what I start doing is doing events after they do the 21 days to get out there and see them in action. And I'll go up to them at the event and say, go on, go over and talk to Sheila over there. She's lovely. And and, um, I'll take them over and get them to talk to each other because... It's hard, harder than ever, Jerry, because back in the day, you were at a dance and you'd have the slow dance. And I'm bringing back the slow dance as well. Bring back all those old fashioned things that just say, okay, it's okay to have my arms around someone when I'm dancing, as opposed to. You know, keep your space, you know. <laughs> I'm here thinking about Barry Fitzgerald and the quiet man. Is it a Curtin or a Donny Brook? Ah. And him, the matchmaker, the old traditional matchmaker. But here, come back to Christmas a second. Yeah. And I just want to ask you this. You know, uh, booze kicks in at the Christmas parties and that. And, you know, when people yeah. sort of know other people, maybe there's a, a hook up. And I was just thinking lust is for Christmas. Love is for the rest of the year. You know what I'm getting at? Can, can uh, you know, a, 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 a meeting or a rendezvous like that that's based on lust develop into something long term as well 
Yes, of course it can, because you can actually uh, see that person across the office. And the amount of times that people have crushes and people in their office and they do nothing, you have to get out there and make that effort. You have to get in front of them and, and say, I now and, and say to them, I've always had a bit of a crush on you or whatever way that comes naturally for you to say it. And just but, you know, be careful as well. Be respectful. Obviously, we know yeah. those things to be careful and respectful and especially in a working environment it can be so awkward the next day or the next week but literally go up to that person and say I've always felt there's something between us do you think I'm wrong do you think I'm right what harm <laughs> who knows where it goes from that point yeah. Um, look, yeah. you, you know this 21 day dating challenge just tell us a little bit more about that what's involved you know 21 days three, yeah. three weeks Yes, and it's literally to build up your own confidence in yourself, step outside your comfort zone. So it starts with, you know, even as, as simple as your three circles and your three circles are you, your work and your relationship and how to balance those. Because sometimes we throw ourselves so much into work. It should be divided eight hours, eight hours, eight hours and look after ourselves. So it starts with that knowing that you've balanced your day out, knowing that you're balancing your life out, knowing your passions and what is your purpose. That's why am I doing this? Why do I spend so much time on my phone instead of I can go and do sport and meet people through the sport? So find out your whys and then it goes into your boundaries, how to let down your boundaries because people go in and you, I can feel their blockage and they just might have been hurt when they were younger or whatever reason and they're just not making that move. So it's to teach them confidence to get out there. And then it's it goes then into your love languages and what and then it goes into your attachment styles. Now, that might sound a bit foreign at this stage, but it's all about uh, learning about yourself. And then it's how to flirt, how to make that eye contact, how to get out there and how to bring the best you to the table that you don't attach those people and the red flags that come up and you notice them and step away from them rather than I should have left him or her six months ago. So it's knowing your values and knowing what's important to you and sticking by those top values. That's so important because it's people who are indecisive about where they're coming from, that's where they lose it. They just they just say, OK, I'll accept that. When really you shouldn't accept things that you know are outside your comfort zone. We have so many people today, Sharon, uh, seeking yeah. second relationships, coming out of a relationship, maybe one that's even been long term, of an age, of a, perhaps an older age, looking for love again. Do you temper yeah. this course or tweak it, say somebody... First time looking for love as against the second relationship, older person. It's more for the second time round. It's okay. more for the person who hasn't found the person. Right. So it's for both those people, the ones who haven't found the person. But even if you're in a relationship, it's also good for those who want to make their relationship stronger, who know, who will learn how to say, how are you feeling? I feel you're pulling away from me. And that's where so many marriages break down, especially I, it's harder than ever for people in their 30s and 40s when there's so much opportunity to flirt and have affairs out there and it's to learn to turn to your partner and say I feel that we didn't connect in relation to this is there any way we can make time for each other and learn to do that rather than oh I'll just go on my phone oh there's a pretty girl oh I'll just like her oh I'll just say I'm going through a rough marriage oh I'll just say I'm going through uh, whatever and do those silly things that get you in a mess instead of saying where is the problem so the course is all about being able to speak about your feelings, being very authentic about yourself and know that you're by being authentic. That's the top um, the top of the spectrum of happiness, authenticity about being true to yourself. So step away from your phone, go up to your partner and tell them how special they are. Tell them I feel if there's a problem, tell them I feel this is happening and can we have, can we have a chat about this? Don't ignore things. Communication is the answer to solving any relationship problems. So when you have young kids, it's so tough 
it's so tough because it's so tiring and to make time for each other is vital at that stage. Mm, it's a huge challenge. I know it for people. Yeah. It certainly is. A leap year next year, 29th of February. It's a special type of year when it comes to love and romance. The girls can take charge. Not that they don't take charge at other times too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, it, it's the girl who drops the glove, which means the guy picks it up. You know all those old yes, fashioned films yes. where the lady... It's the girls who actually make the move on and the guy knows, oh, gee, she's kind of telling me she wants me to make the move. So they do it anyway. We think it's the guy who kind of thinks it all up and does mm. the proposal. But it's actually the females who put it in their head so many <laughs> times. They get around to it eventually. Is that too so, sharp for us boys, you women? You're uh, too well, well, sharp. Well, well, You're way ahead. Well, 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 we're well ahead of you. Well ahead. We have we have it thought out, worked out, and understood, and we've got the next chapter in line, thinking ahead. But yes, a leap year. It'll be interesting. And uh, what harm women? I don't have a problem with the thought of women um, asking someone to marry them or yes. settle down or um, and. You know it in your gut. You you can feel that. You, anyone who asks someone to uh, propose us, they can feel whether you're leaning in or le- leaning out. And when you're in those relationships and you feel someone's leaning away from you, pay attention to that body language. Just say, maybe now's not the time to say it. You know, mm. just get those simple little steps out there. And because we're all vulnerable to a certain extent and we don't want to be hurt. So take it easy. Make sure you're both in the same space. That's that's what the course is all about. Being authentic, learning to bring the best you to the table and then seeing you out there mixing with people who are in the same situation as yourself. Listen, great to talk to you. The course is how do people find out more information, please? Um, if they go to thematchmaker.ie and then there's a section there called courses and it's in there. And I'd love to give any of your readers who who text me, even 0860-711-711 and any of your listeners can go on there and I'll give the first 10 the course for free. There you go. An offer of uh, love today from a lovely lady on late lunch, Sharon Kenny, the matchmaker. I'll give out that number again in a minute. Happy Christmas. Talk to you in the new year. And you too, Jerry. And thank you for having me on. Not at all. You're very welcome. Take care. That's uh, Sharon Kenny there. And if you want to get in touch with her, first 10 086 07 That's 086 07 11711 gets Sharon Kenny directly there. You would like lunch on LMFM radio. Great! I love TV. We watch TV. TV Themes with Jerry Kelly on The Late Lunch. Remember that TV movie we saw? TV, TV, Please tell me with what sport is this TV theme synonymous? Yes, the BBC, Sunday afternoon for years and years. Which sport is that TV theme synonymous with? I want to say a huge thank you to Sheila Maloney. She was in with us the other day with our daughter and she left gifts for everybody. She's a wonderful woman, a great listener to LMFM. And Sheila, thank you so much for your generosity again this year. Podge Howard called yesterday. Hello, Podge. And as well, was so kind to us. Thank you indeed for your kindness and thoughtfulness, Podge. And I have the most beautiful card here. Dear Jerry and Louise. Happy Christmas and the very best wishes for 2024. Keep up the great work and that's from the wonderful Sheila Bailey in the UK. Sheila originally from Dundalk. What a fabulous card you sent us. I absolutely love you. Thank you for your kindness again Sheila and thinking of us. Coming up after two on late lunch, I'm in the garden with Rosie May but taking us up to two on the theme of love which we opened the show today with with Sharon Kenny. It's just got to be this one hasn't it? Christmas on LMFM with your local mace. Savings with a smile all through the Christmas season. I don't want a lot for Christmas. There is just one thing I need. I don't care about the presents underneath the Christmas tree. 
I'm back for my final visit of the year with Rosie May in her wonderful gardens near Slane in County Mead. And it's bleak to say the least. I look around the trees, the crow's nests are quite visible, not in action of course at this time of the year. And there's a lot of bare branches. There is, but I'm actually glad that it's bleak because it's coming up to Christmas and you know, when you have a garden, um, it's fine to have it, you know, beautiful and colourful in the summer. That's easy. Um, it's more difficult and more challenging to have a little bit of colour in the garden in the winter. So what you're talking about there with the tree stems, you have to look at the garden differently also. So look at the beautiful white. Now, I'm lucky because we've, we have a big space. We're either lucky or I'm very stupid because <laughs> we've got a huge garden. You can mimic this in a smaller garden by just planting three or five or get one single multi-stemmed silver birch. And do you notice how beautiful they're looking? They are. And it's when you point that out to me, you yeah. have to change, as you say, the way you look at it. You do. And I visited um, the wonderful Ashwood Nurseries in the UK about five years ago on a trip to the UK. And John Massey, I was saying, how did you get that beautiful... Um, white uh, trunk and he said very cheerfully he says oh he says I power wash them every October <laughs> and I was like what so he power washes his silver birch and it's only a light you see how different they are up up high because yes. I couldn't reach that bit yeah. <laughs> but anyway so my neighbours must think I'm completely mad sorry Mary um, when she sees me out <laughs> with the power washer <laughs> in October and you know what I see on the larger trees here yes. right look if you look at and you've just encouraged my eye now yeah. look at the lovely green moss effect up the boughs and into the branches. Absolutely. And I, I mean, it's, it's actually, I think they, they say it's a sign of uh, good, clean air. Mm. And there's lichens or lichens or whatever you call them. Yes. I don't know. When there's people who do entire mm. studies on them. You see there, you see yes. the, the kind of the grey. And actually further down there, there's a lot more. Um, it's very damp down in that corner, as mm. you know. <laughs> um, but it's also about, it's not just the, the, the trees that can give you a beautiful colour. Um, in your honour, um, I put two really nice and tacky bright red bu buckets at the front door but it's the plants that are in them so you can have colour yeah so do you see this one we all see this in uh, car parks and you know in council planting and the reason they plant it is because it's a very easy going plant it's a skimmia rubella and then the gorgeous one with the red berries that's also a skimmia but there's a female and a male and you need to have both of them to have the berries. Yes. So when you plant them, just even if you have a tiny one, and if, even if it's within about four metres of the, the buried one, it should bury up. And the main thing it needs is shade. So it'll do very well in poor soil. doesn't necessarily need ericaceous or anything. Just stick it in, in shade and it'll do really well. And that's three different types of skimmia there. There's a new one. It's a, a variegated yeah. one. So They're lovely. They're yeah. lovely. Lovely bit of colour. Yeah. In my honour, I feel privileged yeah, well, today. I'm, I'm not finished because in your <laughs> honour, in your honour, I decided to plant some other skimmias, but this time it's white. And oh, it's gorgeous. I've never seen the whiteness. Isn't it fabulous? And that just combination there, they can all go in the garden afterwards. So they're just plunged into that pot. And once it comes to kind of February, um, they'll be lifted out of that and planted somewhere in the garden. This is a beautiful hellebore. Now we, we know all about hellebores, but even if it didn't flower, I'm planting that more for the leaf, that silver dollar. And then that's a gorgeous silver heather. So it just makes a nice little combination. And white pansies. Um, a white euphorbia and of course uh, the steeper with the ponytails that's the lovely just a little grass you know mm. so it's a kind of this is the the white corner oh it's lovely Absolutely. and a real contrast to the lovely red berries at the front door in the red skimmias yeah. now up we come I know I, I just see at this time do you have to mention this for listeners because I've mentioned it on each visit the birds are working hard on the feed there's a very important time of the year to feed them it certainly is and I've got three types of feed there I have peanuts I have sunflower seeds. I think they're black sunflower seeds and Niger seed. And it's funny, I don't know how the Bush Telegraph works, but I had never, I never had any of the little goldfinches. And it's within about three days of putting up the Niger seed, they arrived. Mm. So I don't know how, who told them, but look, they're all, they're they all. Know, they, they know, they know. It's a miracle. It is yeah. really the way they yeah. uh, communicate. When we walk by here, I think back during the end, all the colour you had in these beds and, yeah. you know, it is the sleepy time of the year. It is, but actually, if you look really closely, you'll see, see the tips of the snowdrops. 
Do you remember you were here last oh year? Oh my February? God, already. So they're coming up. And that's the reason I don't cut back everything. You can see there's certain plants I don't cut back, like the penstemon, that top growth will um, kind of just protect it a little bit because it would be slightly tender and maybe short-lived perennial. So I leave the top growth on and then in the spring, I'll cut that back. But here, that was all catmint and, mm. um, you know, hardy uh, geraniums. And if I didn't cut them back, you wouldn't see the snowdrops. Yes. So yes. there's a kind of a, a give and take, you know. Of course, so, yeah. of course. And that's course. when it comes, you know, that's when it's kind of important to plant a few shrubs. So... Do you see the lovely white? Let's walk up there. Yep. Let's walk closer Absolutely. to it and we'll have a look at it. Yeah. It's a windy, breezy day it here is. and the rain is falling and it's cold. And yeah. But you know what? The garden warms the cockles of your heart, it doesn't is, it? Sir. We're well wrapped up. We, we have sure to be. Are. But I tell you, Rosie is looking really seasonal today. When she came out and met me at the door, I thought it was the elf on the shelf personified <laughs> that I was meeting. Yes. Well, um you know child at heart and all that type of thing so um <laughs> i do like christmas and you can see that at the front door i have christmas uh-huh. candles and i have oh i'm starting to um you know unpack christmas as i told my son he i'm not allowed until the first of december <laughs> oh well i'm with you there because yeah. i think i said it last week on the radio pretty soon we'll be starting christmas and at the end of summer and autumn because oh. it's just ridiculous the isn't way it's it? gone isn't it absolutely ridiculous i mean i love christmas mm. but i love it because it's rare and because it's only for the month yeah. you know and it just it cheers up as you say these bleak days yeah. so it gives us something i'm just going to stop here sorry and t- stop talking about christmas but um, <laughs> yeah. uh, to see all the um like white variegation is very handy in a garden um especially in winter and what i'm pointing out to you today are all the say like they're the supporting cast because in the summertime we never we never even glance at these plants mm. but when everything else is cut back you've got lovely silver foliage from grasses here that's actually a daphne and that will bloom in january february some nice grasses and then back there i have some cyclamen now everybody buys the little cyclamen oh yes in the supermarket but you can just see see under the tree fern i do i do they're, let's walk up yeah, there they're cyclamen coom and um, cyclamen coom, they're a winter flowering cyclamen, so they start in December and go on through January and February. And the ones I gestured to back there, they're cyclamen heterofolium. You can just see a few of them up there. Yes. And again, just for the leaf colour, there's a lot of silver in the leaves. And then they have these gorgeous little little flowers. Now, they're not as glamorous, say, as, you know, the ones you see in a six-pack in the, in the garden centres, which are wonderful for you know an instant display but if you want something to come back plant either of those varieties it's color in the garden and it's just gorgeous and it's so delicate and petite but it is there and it just shows you that you can have it what's that silver fella there around the base of the tree oh that's now don't everybody shake in your boots that's lamium do you see it's on the oh it's everywhere yeah Yeah, i just see it and you notice it now as you you say it's something i wouldn't have noticed before but today it's prominent it is and it also needs manners put on it so (laughs) no better woman yep so you can see it's it's quite beautiful it's just around the base of the tree um so i have a whole selection of plants that i call better than weeds and that's one of them but you really just have to i know and then you're planting something that that's creating work but you see once or twice a year we just cut it back so that it doesn't come into the yeah. path and it does it's like ivy mm. but um another beautiful see just for the leaf that pulmonaria yeah. the white speckled leaf you know these are not the stars these are the supporting cast but there are signs of the stars to come Isn't look that? at the buds what are the buds <laughs> on this shrub here look at them let's yeah. move a little closer oh my god i love this because here we are in december and yet the garden is yeah. telling us that yeah. new life is on the way Absolutely. Now, this is a wonderful plant. This is Edgeworthia chrysanthia, actually called after an Irish, an Irish man and his sister. I think it's um, what was his name, Edgeworth and Maria Edgeworth. She was a writer, actually, her, his sister. But Castle Rackrent is the famous novel she wrote. There you go. See, it's great to have a bit of culture. <laughs> um, so this actually is called the paper bush plant because look, it's very flexible. Yes. And in Japan, that. Uh, shrub is used for making high quality paper materials and they're banknotes I believe Mm. so but the real joy is do you see all these little buds yes so in probably in about a month the scent up here will be amazing it's related to the Daphne um, it's in the same family and then all of these will have a gorgeous little yellow flower kind of little yellow tubes do you see the tubes will open on the side Mm. so isn't that fab 
It is fab and, and my journey in Rosie May's garden continued and I will be podcasting as usual the entire visit on lmfm.ie. You'll pick it up where you pick up your podcast there a little bit later on. And I want to say a big thank you to Rosie and Porrick for inviting me to their wonderful gardens throughout the year. It's been amazing and I will be back next year. I promise you. Uh, we've lots of cards and Christmas cards made by children as well. I will come to them in a little while in the show. But I received this beautiful card today and it says uh, to Jerry and family wishing you everything that's good for Christmas and always. And it comes in from Irene Franey. And there's a little note that it says, I cannot let this Christmas go without telling you that you're one of the nicest radio presenters I've ever come across. You're just exceptional. Last year, Sinead, that's our Sinead Brazel, did an interview with Paul, my son, who's a garden ball brigan. Up to that, I had little knowledge of LMFM. Sinead, I thought, was a shining star and pleasant beyond words. Then I realised that LMFM has a host of wonderful presenters and your station became a favourite, particularly your late lunch show. You're so genuine, warm and friendly, making everybody feel at ease. I hope you and your family have a lovely Christmas Jerry because you richly deserve it thank you for the joy and pleasure your programme has given me on many journeys to and from Rathfarnham kindest wishes Irene Franey. Irene your words are just beautiful I thank you for them I really do I really appreciate them You've made my day and Christmas time. Thanks for thinking of us and sending us that lovely, lovely message. Nigel McKenna, good morning to you in New York City. We will be talking, Nigel, next week, I know, on the show as we make our calls abroad ahead of Christmas time. Nigel's been on to say, he was listening to Mariah Carey early on there. Every time I hear Mariah Carey, Jerry, I turn the radio volume down. I witnessed her throwing dozens of red roses out the door of a private plane in New York and shouting, I requested white roses only. Never liked her much after that. Oh, I'd say she's a bit of a diva, all right, Nigel. I would say so. That's Miss Carey for you. Better get the colour of the roses right. Or there's trouble at mill, as they say. Now, let's do this on Late Lunch. Knock, knock. Who's there? That's how it works. It's called... Comedy? Comedy. Comedy, comedy. Comedy, sir. Comedy. Comedy. Classic comedy. Classic comedy. On the Late Lunch. I love comedy. Yes, we're on the Christmas theme on Late Lunch today with our... Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. It's the wonderful Mr. Michael McIntyre, and he is a big problem with Christmas food. The festivities have begun. We are in to the festive period, which of course means huge amounts of eating for most of us. We eat more than we will ever normally eat at Christmas. It's always a time of year to test to see just how much we can eat. On Christmas Day, I eat until the announcement. I eat until I lean back and go, well, that's it. I can eat no more. I'm completely and utterly stuffed. I can't eat another thing. I will never, ever eat again. And I mean it. Half an hour later, I'm going to have a sandwich out of all the leftovers. <laughs> I can't believe I'm still eating. 
I genuinely believed I would never eat again half an hour ago. I have an amazing capacity for food. I think it's a Christian thing. Christians love to eat to excess on their holidays. Other religions starve themselves on holidays. <laughs> Jewish people have a holiday, they starve themselves. Muslims have a holiday, they starve themselves. It's almost like Christians have had somebody look through the Bible for opportunities to eat to excess. <laughs> what have you got for me? Well, it says here that Jesus had a very big meal, then he starved himself for 40 days and 40 nights. Whoa, 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 go back. What was the first part? <laughs> It says he had a very big meal, Jesus. Okay, let's focus on that day. I say we eat pancakes all day. We will celebrate the day with pancakes. We will eat pancakes till we're sick. And of course, all the traditions now, all the traditions of Christmas, which he loved. I mean, without the traditions of Christmas, Christmas, Christmas would not be what it is. But the point is, we don't really like all of them, but we pretend to because it's Christmassy. Mulled wine, hot wine. We don't like hot wine. We spend the whole year avoiding hot wine. Tea, coffee, hot wine? Why are you offering me hot wine? But at Christmas, oh, I love this hot, spiced, boiled wine. Sickly sweet wine. It smells nice. After one sip, it's quite nice. And then it starts to cool, and you abandon it. No one's ever finished a mulled wine. I don't think I really finished that. Brussels sprouts? Why do we put ourselves through this annual Bush Tucker trial? We don't like them. Who decided we should be eating these squashed-up vegetable fart balls every year? We don't even like turkey. We don't eat turkey all year. There's no Kentucky Fried Turkey. We don't like turkey. It's quite a dry, flavourless meat. You only have a look at what we do to it to tolerate it, OK? We cover it in cranberry sauce and gravy. We stuff it with meat we'd rather be eating. Bread sauce? Since when was bread a sauce? <laughs> Want some bread sauce? Yes, pour that bread all over my turkey. More fart balls? Don't mind if I do. And crackers. Who looked at Christmas lunch and said, I know what this needs, a paper hat, a bad joke, and some toenail clippers. That would really round off this year. Okay? We wouldn't choose any of these things if we had the choice. At no time during the year would we go to a restaurant, the waiter comes over, can I uh, get you the wine list? Have you got any hot wine? <laughs> hot, sickly, boiled, fruity wine. That I don't like after one sip. You got any of that? Like any bread for the table? Liquid bread. Have you got liquid bread? <laughs> like someone's chewed up a loaf and put it into a jug. I'm going to pour that over my main meal tonight. Chef special is the chicken. Have you got a drier, less flavoursome meat <laughs> like, a, like a turkey? <laughs> any side orders? Have you got any fart grenades from Belgium? <laughs> is there anything else I can get you? I think a mini sewing kit would round this up quite nicely. <laughs> And actually, wait, huh? Half an hour after I finished, I want everything again in a sandwich. Thank you. <laughs> Michael McIntyre, not happy with the food and drink situation at Christmas time. Ah, he's brilliant, isn't he? What a send up there. One fantastic guy. He's coming to Ireland as well next year uh, with his big comedy show. My next guest is a familiar voice on LMFM radio, and you're probably wondering. What's David Sheehan doing on late lunch at this time? He's normally after three o'clock on a Friday. Well, he's here for a very special reason because on Sunday, after eight years, he presents his final Sunday sports show. Welcome into studio to late lunch. Thanks Great very much, Sherry. Odd, odd to be sitting on this side of the desk. <laughs> I know. I know it is when you, when you swap round. But anyway, let's talk about you and eight years in Sunday sport. 2016, mm. it began. You succeeded. Yeah, big shoes to fill there, right? Um, yeah, like I was just thinking about it earlier and we were chatting about it off air. You know, me and you were going to the Ireland-Scotland um, game in the Aviva. Uh, it was a one-all draw, actually. I was looking up the score. John, John O'Shea got an own goal and Jonathan Walter scored for, for Ireland. Um, and uh, I remember we were going into that game and you said to me you were thinking about giving it up. Well, you, you made up your mind at that stage, hadn't you, yeah. to give it up at the end of the year. And, you know, you said to me, maybe you throw your hat in the ring for it and, and see what happens. And um, I don't know if there are any other hats in the ring, but just mine. But uh, but yeah, I was uh, Brendan, Brendan Cummins ran, then rang me a little while later and said, look, if you want to do it, you know, take it on. So yeah. um, so I was delighted to do that because, you know, Jerry, I, I think I came in here first in 2013, sitting watching Brian Curran producing for you and, you know, covering him a lot an odd time when he was when he wasn't around. And then. You know, um, I think I covered for you once or twice, and it was it was a big shock to be on the air, and I wouldn't want to hear my first show back. I can tell you that because nobody I'd does. David. I, I, nobody I, does. I butchered it, but um, <laughs> I remember actually that first show, and it's a weird thing. Um, I would always do a little intro now. I'd prepare a little couple of lines, what's coming up, just so you have it as at the start. You know, 
a little comfort blanket. But that that day never occurred to me to do that. But I knew what we had on. It was going to be, you know, screen versus Abdomani's in the senior championship, whatever. And as soon as Brian put my fader up, I completely forgot what we were doing. And I like absolutely panicked. Um, so, you know, never panic on air, as they say, you know, every I'll always prepare. Yeah, I always write it down. But um, yeah, so that was, you know, that was the, the start of it. And I mean, you know, I never would have imagined the first day I came in here sitting watching Brian. I, I was only planning on coming in for like a week or two to watch how it all worked. And the next thing you know, like after a few years, you're 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 covering produ- production, or you're out doing matches, or you're presenting. As it turned out, so look, I, I've been um, it's been an absolute like pleasure for me. I love my sport, like you know yourself. Um, yeah. it's been it's been brilliant, but the time has gone by very quickly, and it's just you know there's no there's no specific reason, I suppose, why why I'm, I'm giving it up. It's just maybe to get a little bit of time back because it does take a lot of time out of your week, and I'm working during the week as yeah. well. So you know you have to you have to kind of balance things out a little bit. But I'll still be I'll still be around. I'll still of be involved. But um, yeah. but yeah, it's been it's been great, and uh, it's been a pleasure to do it. You know. Now, when you reflect on eight years, uh, there's been much change in sport and the way it's delivered, and of course the whole instantaneous nature now mm. with social media and the apps of sport as well but when you think back will you talk to me about a few of the say big stories or matches or that that stick in your mind yeah well I mean I suppose to just to give people an idea how, how it all works I mean Colin will look at the fixtures that are on as you know on a, on a given weekend so he'll send around a list on a Tuesday you know these are the games we're covering on Sunday so I'll know then right I've got an hour and a half to fill with content outside of those matches so the, the backbone of the show has always been live games and I have to say we're very, very fortunate in, in the station here to have commentators of the co- quality of Colin Corrigan and Brendan Cummins doing those games because, you know, you can have live matches but it's the guys that are doing them that bring them, yes. bring them, bring them alive, you know, mm. and um, so many of those memories that I have over the years revolve around live matches. I mean, I was, I was chatting to Barry Dardis a few weeks ago from Summerhill he scored that penalty for me in 2019 against Kildare and Park Talton. It was like a sleet and snow and everything that day. And Brendan's commentary that day was just unbelievable, you know. The the roof was nearly lifted off the place when that when that penalty went in. Mead finally got promoted to Division One. They've been trying for so many years and had to come up short. Uh, and that day with me, Brendan has a, a long highlights reel now of, of good commentaries, of excellent commentaries and special moments. But that was one that really stuck out for me. And then last year, I guess you know, RD St Mary's finally getting over the line in, in the Loud Senior Championship obviously did back-to-back uh, titles this year but winning it last year for the first time since 1995 and that semi-final um, win over Nave Martin and then the final replay win over the Blues like absolutely unbelievable drama and again Colm you know doing what he does best and you know his, his graw for, for GA and for Loud GA in particular comes through in all those games uh, but they were two two very dramatic um, kind of matches those the, the semi-final and the final and the replay of course as well um, there's been a few lots of other stuff like Dundalk and Europe up the run they had a few years ago and the goal some of the goals they got in Adrian's Adrian's coverage that obviously that wasn't on a Sunday but it was one yes. of the one of the things yes. that happened during the during that, that period. Um they would get into the Leinster final this year. We know what's happened since then with Mickey Hart. Um but there's been lots of there's been lots of instances like that and, and games that kind of come to mind. One other one other interview that stuck out actually was Jamie Hagan who's a former Leinster prop from Balbriggan and I spoke to him a few years ago and he talked about it and he said he'd never spoken about it before. He talked about being out in Australia, uh, playing out there and his girlfriend at the time, his now wife, um, was very, very sick. She was playing a bit of AFLW out there and like was very, very sick and like it was at death's door almost, you know, and he, he was telling me about that and how difficult it was for him trying to focus on playing and, you know, trying to focus on her as well. And he ended up kind of basically get, given, like getting out of his contract. I think he was, I can't remember which franchise he was out there. But again, that was something that I wasn't expecting. I just expected it to be a run-of-the-mill chat about his career. And he got into all that kind of stuff. And you know yourself, Jerry, we're, we're probably quite selfish as as presenters and interviewers. We always want, you know, we always want something sort of unusual or special. Mm. And, and you do get that on occasion. And um, that was one that stuck out for me because it was a very emotional time for him. Um, so, look, there's been lots of different things uh, that have gone down and it's just been great to be in the middle of you've it all. You've been covering the drugs as well, which mm. you've been, that's your uh, bailiwick as well in the League of Ireland. You mentioned the docs, fantastic runs in Europe. But Drogheda have really defied the odds and you've brought that to life, you know, with a, a, a small budget, a group of players who've just yeah, yeah. punched beyond the way. Absolutely. And like, the, obviously a few of them have, have re-signed and there's a few new faces in. There's a couple of there's a couple of faces that they would like to see re-signed and I'm not sure if they will, but uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll find out we'll find out more about that in due course, I would imagine. But um, yeah, and that's been brilliant as well. And like I, I've said this several times, like I, I wouldn't have had any interest at all in League of Ireland, to be brutally honest with you. When I came in here first, I was always a GA man, GA background. That was my kind of, my main interest. And I never, wouldn't have paid any attention to the League of Ireland at all. But then you start covering matches and you start to get to know players and you start to get to know managers. And Kevin doherty has been, been so good with me all the time and Ke- and Tim before him and all the guys that have been down there. So 
it gets under your skin a little bit then you know I'm sure it's like any it's like any sort of sport if you love your sport you'll you'll take to whatever it is so that's been great as well and it's something that I probably wouldn't have expected if you told me five or six years ago that you know you'll be you'll be keeping an eye on the transfer news in the off season in the League of Ireland I would have laughed at you but but that's what happens and that's that's I suppose a, a, an indication of what sport does for people you know it does get it does get under their skin and it's something that we we all love you know mm, you've also you know you mentioned the mainstream sports which of course are GAA soccer and rugby are the big ones in the country but there are so many other sports as well and in your time you've given uh, you know airtime and outings to what we would describe as minority sports yeah and I, I suppose like if, if I had one bit of advice for, for people out there in involved in clubs like we're we're a very small station in the grander scheme of things we're not like say you know the lads on off the ball or something like that who have an army of lads working um, so you know if someone comes to us with a story or you know they come to us and say look we're we're having a, a, an unusual fundraiser to, to build a new clubhouse. Would you give us a bit of airtime? Like that's we're all we're only too happy to do that. There's only so much me and whoever my producer was at the time can do, you know. So if if, if clubs are are looking for a bit of publicity, like the way things are now with social media and everything else, it's it's much easier to get it. But yeah, we you you try and you try and kind of give give kind of coverage to stuff that's maybe um a little bit off center and maybe doesn't get get enough airtime. Um, so whenever those opportunities arise, and as well as that, it's a bit of a learning curve for me because I'm, you know, I'm finding out more about a particular sport that I might not, you know, know much about mm. pre- previously. Um, so yeah, look, we're always we're always kind of happy to, to give that coverage to, to local um, local sporting bodies or athletes or players or whatever it is because uh, it's. You know, we're we're lucky as well in in Loud and Mead as well. You know, we have the two League of Ireland clubs. We have the the GA scene is vibrant. Um, we have so many kind of sports people at our at our fingertips. You know, that's the the, the covering the two counties is a, is a bane and a blessing, Jerry. As well, you I was know, going to come on to this because uh, we yeah. have to walk a tightrope. Yeah, we, we do. And I know just actually on that subject, um, I was thinking about it on the way down the things that the things that could go wrong. There was a time a few. There was a game there earlier this season, and Column had dropped, and I couldn't remember. What, we we couldn't get a hold of him. And there's only so many times you can read out the results in the All County Big League in Mead before people start to figure there's a problem here. So uh, I think we came, we, were, we went to an ad break, and I was I was actually panicking. I was like, if if we don't get Column up now in a second, I'm going to have nothing else to say here. You know, I would have had to play a song maybe, Jerry, for the first time <laughs> ever in Sunday did. Sport, which I never did. But we got away with it. But then another time, Mead and Loud were both playing. This is always the thing. I actually looked at the fixtures for the new year. And Mead and Loud's games don't actually cross over too much, which is great for us because when they clash, albeit now with the online stuff, it's a little bit easier. When they clash, it's a nightmare because you can never keep people happy. The way we would kind of do it is typically I would stick with it. We'd go from one game to the other in the first half. And then if one game was, was getting a bit away from one team or the other, then we'd, yes. we'd stick with the game that was closer. But, you know, people people aren't always happy about that either. But you have to do your best with it. But I remember one game Loud were playing in, in I think it might have been Division 3 at the time. Mead were playing Tyrone in the opening round. And I think Brendan again. Brendan had a problem connecting, so we took the first twenty odd minutes of the loud game. We didn't have we didn't have contact with Brendan to, t- to take the mead game. And the amount of text messages coming in, giving out yards. Why are you sticking with the loud game? Why aren't you going over to the mead game? And I I probably said it that we had a problem connecting. But yeah, look, it's and and I I'm very aware of that. And I obviously I'm a mead man, but we would always be be balanced. Like I would never dream of 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 coming away from a game just because I wanted to hear how, how mead were doing. It's it's all about balance and. Uh, Look, we, we, we've tried to do that and for the amount of people that, that you get complaining, it's a small minority and you'll have that and I understand it and it's because people love their sport as well and they want to hear their team but uh, yeah, it's a, it's a tightrope as you say. It certainly is. Stay there on that tightrope. Want to take a short break on late lunch. David Sheehan is with us. He presents his final Sunday sport this coming Sunday and when we come back he will be looking ahead to the weekend in sport. Let's move on to your normal preview of the weekend sporting action. Quite enough on the GA front but a big game in Croke Park on Sunday for Nafina. Yeah, and it's unusual kind of to have live matches at this time of the year. You're usually trying to trying to fill the show with with um, interviews or whatever. But yeah, Clan Morris taking on Nafina in the um, intermediate club Camogie final on Sunday in Croke Park. Obviously, they had the two semi finals a couple of weeks ago. I was at the the Camogie game out in Darbar, absolutely Baltic out there as usual. But uh, they got through that one. But then unfortunately, just came up short in the football the next day. But you know, we talk about all the things that have changed over the years, Jerry, in terms of you know sport and whatnot. That one thing that hasn't changed is the fact that Camogie and ladies football are still running up against against each other in terms of fixtures. We we've spoken about it a few times on the show. We'd Neville Sullivan in talking about it, have, having to play two games in one day, you know. So this kind of stuff. So that's something that that needs to change. But in terms of the the game on Sunday, look, it's it's fantastic for them. Um, Clamar's fairly experienced safe, but they won the Junior All Ireland in 2019 and 2021. They actually lost to Clemeston in the 2017 final, and they got to the semi final of the intermediate last year. So. 
they're a battle hardened enough side, so it's going to be it's going to be tough for for Nafina, I would imagine. And it's it's always the way, Jerry. I suppose, isn't it? Dealing with the occasion, and dealing with the novelty of going up there and and getting over the nerves and the butterflies. But um, I saw them in the semi final, and they were up against it towards the end of that game against Eglish. It was back to the wall stuff near the end of that game, the last five minutes. Or so, but they weathered that storm uh, very well, and they've a, they've a very solid defence. Um, so I I'd love to see them doing it. It'd be a fantastic reward for them and maybe put the disappointment of losing that football semi-final behind them because that that would that will stick in the crawl a little bit the fact that they had to play those two games mm. in so uh, in such a quick succession that weekend a few weeks ago and I think that probably caught up with them a little bit towards the end of that game they were leading in the football semi-final at half time and maybe just ran out of legs a little bit towards the end but uh, it'd be brilliant for them and I, I really hope they do it Brendan will be up there for us on Sunday so looking Great forward to that stuff and uh, join David for his final Sunday sport on Sunday afternoon now soccer the Premier League the big game of the weekend Liverpool take on Manchester United my god how fortunes have changed on on both sides last time they met 7-0 to Liverpool it could be the same again on Sunday yeah I mean Manchester United are just uh, they're just all over the place at the moment it's really hard to know what direction they're going in and there's there's question marks about the application of certain players there's question marks about Ten Hag obviously as well Um yeah, it's going to be, you know, you'd have to fancy Liverpool to win that one. Like, they're going fairly well at the minute. They weren't great last week against Crystal Palace. I watched that game. They got out of jail a little bit. The sending off was, was a key turning point, albeit I thought it was the second yellow. The commentator was going on and on about that as if it was harsh. But they got out of, they got out of jail against Crystal Palace. But they're not playing great, Liverpool, but they're they're going very well. They're like, they're, what are they, top of the league at the yeah, moment? They so are. they're, 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 they're results wise, they're going very well. United just look to be completely in disarray. Like, the, the players. It's, they've got a, multiple, a multitude of problems. The players they have don't seem to be up to up to the level good enough, but they're not really putting in the work either. So it's a it's it's a it's a bad combination on all fronts, you know. And whether Ten Hag, that old expression, lost the dressing room, I, whether he has or not, I'm not sure. But that problem, and we've seen some quotes from from Mourinho from his time in Manchester United that that would apply now as well. So they mm. haven't haven't really moved things along and you can't just keep sacking managers they're going to have to stick with somebody at some stage um, whether that's Ten Hag though is the question but if they were to lose that game heavily on on, uh, on the weekend uh, I think he could be under a bit of pressure because you know you, Liverpool the 7-0 last year like you mentioned was bad enough but if they were to lose heavily again against Liverpool the old enemy then I think Ten Hag might be might be in a bit of trouble and I'm hearing Graham Potter they, if they go there well they're just going to create another issue for themselves because he's mm. a grand lad and a nice manager and everything he's not a Manchester United manager they're in real trouble mm. when you look at the top of the table Arsenal play Brighton the, the weekend Man City play Crystal Palace and Aston Villa who beat Arsenal last week are away to Brentford really the champions are going to come from Liverpool, Arsenal City or Villa at the stage. Yeah, and I mean, a lot of people will probably say you could discount Villa, but at the moment, they're right in there and they're not showing any sign of letting up, but, um, you know, maybe they're an injury away or two away from, from falling away, but that's the same of, of, of true of a lot of clubs, you know. Um, yeah, they were good value, I thought, Villa last week for the, for the win. I thought Arsenal maybe could have snatched the draw, but they, you know, Liverpool, or Villa rather were, were kind of good value for it, and I said to you last week, I think I actually tipped them to beat Arsenal, but did. I did... I, I, I really like Emery and we, we talked about it before ourselves we, he got a bit of a raw deal even the the kind of good evening thing that he used to get slagged off yes. about like you know that was yeah. completely unnecessary Nonsense. and I mean if it, I'd like to see an English manager going out to Spain and speaking fluent Spanish yeah. you know yeah. so I felt like he got a raw deal at Arsenal and he was, he was mocked a little bit so I'm delighted to see him back and restoring his his um, his reputation but um, yeah look they're the teams in the mix he'd still probably have to back city if you had to put your mm. your your money on it but um it's it's going to be an interesting title race because liverpool as we said they're not they're not a firing on all cylinders yet but they're they're top of the league so it's not a bad position to be in when you're when you're not playing maybe at your best yeah i don't think the gunners will win it unless they uh, get a striker from somewhere they just can't convert the mm. chances they would have won that villa game with a center forward yeah. and uh, uh, the keeper situation i don't know what's going on there to be honest with you um on the home front uh, the fixtures you mentioned the league of ireland that you've come to love the first weekend's fixtures just just announced before lunchtime today, uh, Dundalk play Shamrock Rovers in Tallis, some game on the first night, and draw to make the trip to the northwest to play Derry City, who'll have ambitions to knock Rovers off the perch for sure this yeah, year. Yeah, and we talked about Everton Hag being under pressure. I think um, Rory Higgins is, is one manager that's under pressure as well. You know, they've put a lot of money in there. 
they never re- like Rovers won that league last year without without even playing well. Like it wasn't a vintage season by Shamrock Rovers standards by any means, but they won the league pulling up. Like they they were they were comfortable and and Pat's had a bit of a run at it late on, but the start that they made to the season probably didn't didn't really help them in the end. Um, so yeah, Derry away. For, <laughs> I may book that that half day uh, right You're now, but uh, I'm going to be up the road the, in the Brandywell on the first night of the season. Get it out of the way good and early. But yeah, look at I'm I'm looking forward to, to seeing what the new season brings. Dundalk probably in a state of flux, still new owners. Um, not a huge amount of new players through the door yet. Uh, they've lost a few as well. So I'd say Steve O'Donnell, a bit like last season, they signed three or four players in the space of a couple of days. So maybe there's a lot of work going on in the background. I'm sure there is. So it's going to be interesting to see what, what way the two clubs uh, shape up. But yeah, looking forward to those those fixtures already. Yeah, it's going to be a great League of Ireland season with, uh, you know, the Waterfords of this world and Galway, Galway. in the mix as yeah. well. And they have backing and money. It's going to be a fascinating season for sure. So you're going to be able to put your feet up on Sundays from the new year. Yeah, well I'm still I'm still um you know going to be involved in and doing uh, doing commentaries and yep. stuff here and there as well so mm-hmm. I won't be gone completely but uh, yeah I I, I it's a funny one because like I'm normally not on air until about half two on a Sunday but I find if I get up on a Sunday morning you're like half nine ten o'clock whatever it is you're you're kind of looking at your watch going I might as well just go down and, and start preparing because yeah, it's, it's okay. you're, you're right in the middle of it, it then so um, it but it will be it'll be a bit strange to, to give it up and um, you know I'm sure I'll be maybe a wee bit emotional on Sunday but I think I'll, I'll be okay and I'm looking forward to you know having a little bit of time back but look it's been a fantastic it's been a fantastic years I never envisaged getting this opportunity so thanks to yourself and to Eamon and Michael and everyone else who's uh, who's made that possible it's been great Well you've been terrific I have to say and you, you will be missed and I wish you well and you're not going away you're going to be part of the sports team here going forward but thanks for the last eight years on Sunday Sport uh, and I want to mention our commentators you mentioned them again yourself and Adrian Taff uh, Colm Corrigan and especially Brendan Cummins I wish Brendan a uh, very happy mm. Christmas I don't see him much now and I hope he has a happy Christmas and great new year and we think the world of him and well done to all of you on behalf of the listeners who bring the action to us week in week out uh, thank you for joining us on the show today good luck with the future David Sheehan Thank you. Thank you, Jerry. Now let's reprise our TV theme. It's not match of the day. It's not the cricket theme. It's not racing nor grandstand. There's a selection of the answers we got today, but quite a lot of you got it right because that is the theme song from Ski Sunday on BBC. Skiing, I was looking for. Thank you to everyone who entered, whether you're right, wrong or indifferent. We appreciate it. Yvonne Clark, you're the winner today. Yvonne Clark from Silver Lawns in Navin. You got the skiing right. Well done. And uh, we'll pop your wee gift in the post presently. Now it's time for this one, ladies. Five, four, three, two, one. Counting down the top five songs from this week of yesteryear. And today it's... The number one from this week in 76. And back then, this crowd were flying high. They had quite a number of hits in the 70s. So all you need to do now, you can run to the wardrobe quickly and pull your flares on. Big wide bottoms on the trousers. Brash colours because at number one in this week in 76, you can get up and dance as well too. It was Shawadi Wadi and... They're still, all these years later, under that moon of love. And us just talking about it, top of the show, to Sharon Kenny. Here they are, number one, this week in 76. Wadi Wadi, number one this week in 1976 with Under the Moon of Love. And that song was written by Tommy Boyce and Curtis Lee and first recorded the year I was born, 1961, uh, by Curtis Lee. And it was produced by the brilliant Phil Spector. Didn't do much back then, but for Shawadi Wadi, it was a massive hit. Final break of the day in the week and afterwards, it's uh, time to talk once more about 
Our kids' cards for Kelly. Got a lovely letter from Moorhall Rise in RD. Dear Jerry and Louise, I listen to your show every day and love it. I just had to get my twin granddaughters to make you Christmas cards. They're aged ten and a half and the cards are enclosed. Yes, I have them here. Just to let you know, I posted a card last week myself in RD to Monaster Boys. A journey of very little distance, but it took four days to get there. What'll it be like when the rush is on? <laughs> Wishing you both a happy Christmas and all in the station. That comes in from Mags Hannerty. And I have the cards. They're lovely. That one there is from Grace. Thank you, Grace. And a lovely one from Emma too. They're in the mix next week and we'll put them on display. Check out the display of cards. Uh, Brian Farley uh, did a video with me there earlier on before the show and it's up there on social media and you'll see all the cards that have come our way. It's fantastic. One of those came from Bowden O'Reilly. I mentioned it earlier in the week, all the way from North Carolina. And he said that his Nana Rose and Granda Hugo were out there on holidays and took the card with them back to Ireland. And he hoped they'd post it to me. Indeed, and they did. And Nana is on the line. Rose O'Reilly, hello. Hello, how are you, Jerry? I'm really good. Now, you are a very well-known woman because you're the former postmistress. Tell them where. Oh, there is town. Let's <laughs> <laughs> oh, just stay up on the hill. Ah, oh, there you go. The highest post office in County Loud, for sure. Um, yeah. Anyway, thank you for joining me on the show. I have to say, when we got the card, Rose, uh, it just lifted our hearts because look at the effort he put into it. Brussels sprout tree on the back and yeah. what a Rudolph on the front with eyes and a big red nose as well. Mm-hmm. You're so good to take the card back. Yeah, no, we just um, thought, uh, what do you call it? He's into, he loves art and drawing and things like that. So I said, well, there you are, Bowden, you make the card and I'll send it in to LMFM. So that's what we did. <laughs> well done, we were thrilled to get it. And he mentioned, of course, you uh, and Hugo, and he mentioned his mammy and his daddy and his little brother as well, Holton. What age is oh, Holton? Holton is two. Right. He's two last in June, so... He's, he's a bit young probably for Santi, but anyway. Ah, well. The excitement has yes. built up with both, yes. you know. Yes, And they're coming home for Christmas? They're coming home. Um, I don't know if it's the 22nd or the 23rd. You know what I mean? They leave on one day and arrive on another. Yes, yes. I'm sure you know? you'll be delighted to have them, will you? Oh, this is, we didn't have Santi in the house for a while, so looking yes. forward to that. Oh, you know, absolutely, brilliant. absolutely. Yeah. And this, it, it's your son that's married. What's his wife's name? Your son's name and wife's name are what? Uh, uh, Eric is my son, yeah. our son, I should say, and yeah. uh, Drew is his wife. Oh, I see, yeah. And she's she's from yeah. America herself, is she? Yeah, she? yeah, that's how they come to be over there. You know, like um, mm. they met in London or whatever and then they fell in love and the rest is history. Oh, <laughs> yes. Have you a grand place to be going to North Carolina to visit as well? It's a lovely part of the world. Yeah. Well, uh, what do you call Last year we were in Dubai. We have another lad in Dubai. Right. Jeepers, so you're lucky. That's it. We get we get around in yeah. our old age. You know yourself. Hey, listen. It's only you're only as old as that bit of space between your ears. You know that. Well, that's what I like. <laughs> I like to say that anyway, Rose, to keep myself yeah, going. Yeah. You know. Yeah, 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 <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, well, aren't you lucky to have that and, and enjoy it and well deserved to enjoy it? When did you leave the post office? Um, uh, January 19, so we're four years, it'll be five years this January, imagine, I can't believe that. But mm. anyway, yes, uh, this time four years ago was my last Christmas in the post office. Right, and a lovely time of the year it is. Do you miss uh, it? Do you miss it? Or how- I miss it. I miss the company, I really do. I miss the people and all the chats. And shall we set, we, uh, what do you call it, we sorted all the problems here, anything from... <laughs> Uh, broken marriages to love <laughs> at first sight. You know yourself. It was great. <laughs> oh, listen, the post office was at the heart of the community, as you say, for yeah. everything that happened and everything that went on. And mind you, the postmistress had a great handle on all that was going on as well. If you wanted to find somebody or contact somebody, go to the local postmaster or postmistress and they yeah. knew Rose. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Like if you wanted a babysitter, we knew, I knew who to get <laughs> or whatever it was. Whatever the problem was, we were... You know. How the hell is Bellystown functioning without you? Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Neither do I, to be they honest. To, 
We'll have to say we all must go down to Ian now and delete. Uh, so yeah, we'll yeah, them yeah. all. You I know? know, I know, I know, I know. Listen, you're very good to chat to me today. Right. Happy Christmas to you. And all the best for the you new year. And everybody in there in LMFM. I li- listen to you from morning to night as you might. I know. <laughs> I know you do. I know you do. Yes, but yes, thank you yes. so much for uh, bringing thank the car home. Thank you very much. Yes. Yeah, and thank you very much, Jerry. Thank take you. Take care, Rose. Bye. Bye. That's Rose O'Reilly there, former postmistress at Bellystown in County Mead, a well-known lady. That's a lot on late lunch for another week. The Christmas week next week. I can't wait. I'm so excited. I'm like a child, to be honest with you. Anyway, for this week, thank you so much to Brian Farley. Couldn't have done it through the week without you, Brian. Thanks a million for all your support and assistance. To my guests who join me every day and you, our listeners, it's been great to have you with us. Eddie Caffrey's on his way with the drive. But this day, we leave you in the company of Mr. Andy Williams, the most wonderful song at Christmas time. We'll see you on Monday, half one, for the beginning of the final week of late lunch of the year. Take care. Have a good weekend. Bye-bye. It's the most wonderful time 